welcome back. Another Mommy Running. We are in Season 3. And this is Episode 4. I'm really excited to bring this topic to the table and see what your thoughts are. So I'm really curious if you agree, if you disagree, maybe there are some points that you hear that you think, yeah, I could go with that. Or maybe it's just something that is totally turned you off and that's okay too. One of the things that I really have done as a parent is give myself permission to change as many times as I needed to in order to be a better version for my kids. And so with that, today we're going to talk about when um, you let your kids set their own boundaries. How does that work? How does that look in your house? And do people that are on the outside see that as you being a pushover. So this idea of progressive parenting, and I just saw this really interesting um, quote. I'm going to go to a sidebar for a second. And it said um, that you may have to reprogram yourself from everything that your parents tried to program into you. And they were doing the best that they could. But there are still things that you are going to have to reprogram. And then it ended with, and while you're at it, go ahead and reprogram them as well. And I thought, golly, I've got a lot of personal stock in that because I grew up in such a different house than where my children are today. Not only like physically, but so much in the dynamics of the family unit is different. And so when I grew up, let's let's start there. There was no there wasn't a um the word boundary. Um, used in my house at all. We were, no, I don't want to say we because I have three siblings. I felt very voiceless and I felt like if I tried to say how I felt or what I felt comfortable with or not comfortable with, any anything that went against what my mother expected was an argument or it was being disrespectful or it was being a brat. And the, the tone was really, from my lens, kids are supposed to agree with everything their parents say never have a different opinion and there's no if you disagree you will be punished like that was whether or not my other siblings would think that that's that was the perception that I had in my house was if you have a voice and you use that voice then you will be punished if it goes against what your 
mother things. Now, I did have a dad, too, and my parents are great-grandparents now, and we have changed our relationship, but I, I was born in 1980, so this is 42 years ago, and my parents were super young when they started a family. They hadn't been married long, and I was their first kid, so my experience is, you know, just a little um, different, probably, than the rest of my brothers and sisters. So there's a little bit of background, um, and I'm not really going to spend that much more time going through um, what it was like for me as a child because, just like I said when I started, I was programmed with what I think my parents were trying to do, um, what they thought was the best. They both came from houses that were extremely different as well, dealing with all sorts of different traumas in their childhood. So with that being said, I want to focus now on how I evolved from someone that was a classroom teacher, managing all sorts of other people's children, and trying to twist and pick and manipulate all of the different things that I was learning in the classroom with me fast forward a mom of a teenage girl. So, and and the little two, you know, we might do another episode about boundaries and, and what that looks like for my littles, but it's so very different right now. My daughter is 13, and she is amazing. She is wonderful. I have learned so much about myself through becoming a mom of a teenager. And it is not for the weary. You really need to be ready. So think about when um, you are going to have kids and, and do the math and think, okay, when my child is 13, how old will I be? Because this 42-year-old mama is tired and, and I got to do this two more times. So I'm taking a spin of the, the joke part of it because it really is rewarding. I think that what is getting me through every single day is that this is it right? I, I get this last shebang with her to, to see if I can figure out how to parent her into an adult. And then you know what? It's on her. And I'm not ready for that. My son was saying, in five years, Madeline will be an adult. And I was like, oh my gosh, that seems so short. So many things could happen in five years but he's right he's right that it's gonna go fast and because she's 13 and that went super fast so what can I do to not want to um just put myself in a coffin for a few days but like embrace this and embrace it with humility and with 
not being afraid to apologize and being willing to listen. So I'll tell you, one of the uh, the gifts of having so much trauma, and I say that sarcastically, but one of the gifts of having so much trauma for me and the kids in the last few years is the fact that we're all in weekly therapy, all of us. Um, we all see different therapists. Um, a couple of us even see a psychiatrist as well. And we are all trying to piece um, back the last few years of terror from our lives. With that, though, I am so grateful to have a therapist for myself and for my teenager through this journey, regardless of the circumstances that took us here to begin with. She is great. She is a unbiased advocate for my daughter and she has the experience of being a parent she I have to really humble myself when I think that I did the the right thing I will and I'm still not getting the results or the response or whatever I'm trying to get out of my daughter I sit down and listen to what she has to say. And she's, I don't even know if she's older than me. She could be younger, matter of fact, I'm not sure. She, she looks young. She tells me what is right and wrong about my decisions. And let me tell you how that's different. Because if I ask my sister or I ask my girlfriend or ask my mom or ask whomever I ask, they're going to come on the side of, well, she needs to get herself together. You're her mom. You're doing the best you can, right? Because they all want to support me and they do know that it's a struggle. But with the therapist, she's looking at me and giving me clear guidelines, feedback, and suggestions based on the psychology of adult mom with teenage daughter. And so that doesn't matter whether I like what she has to say or I don't. Whether it sounds like something completely different than I would ever think in my whole life or not. Because she I'm reprogramming myself too. And so I did that this week. I have been really struggling with a couple different things of helping um, my daughter understand that this must happen in our house and these things won't happen in our house. And also respecting the ideas that she has. Hey, these are things that I am not going to do. And these are reasons why. And these are things I am comfortable with. And these are reasons why. And some of y'all might be like, well, she's a kid. She doesn't get to decide. That's, that is the, that's the response that I get from a lot of people. But I'm trying to build a partnership with my daughter, right? So I can't shut her down. And when you think about when a boss or somebody that's above you tells you, well, I don't really care what you think. This is the way it's going to be done. What happens to you? You shut down, right? We do that. We're grown. We shut down. Oh, they suck. They don't understand. They won't even listen to me, right? And so 
I want to always keep communication open. I want her to be able to come to me when she has something really pressing going on that makes her feel, oh my gosh, I need help with this in an adult situation and I don't want to be afraid to ask my mom for help. Even if it, if I put myself in this situation, you know, so we got a lot of different dynamics going on there. But so I listened to the therapist and she suggested different things that I was not doing before I went into the session. And I came, and I came out with an open mind and an open heart and an understanding that she knows better when it comes to this and if she asked me about something regarding um uh, well whatever something something with education then she would trust me right but that's not just because I was a teacher of middle school girls forever it felt like that doesn't mean that I understand the psychology and relationship because I was their teacher, not their mother. And yes, those could overlap, but might never. And so I want them to. I want my daughter to learn from me, especially some of the big mistakes that I've made. And I own them. And I try to tell her, like, this is the reason why that was a part of my decision. And this is what I learned from it. I, I struggle to be developmentally appropriate with answers because she's taller than me and developed and all these other things that are not character of a little kid anymore. But I realize and recognize that it's the same little girl that got excited about Easter Bunny stuffed animals not not just four or five days ago. So we've got a lot of different factors going on here. But what I'm trying to question is when do we let our children say, that's not what I'm doing? So when is it okay? And there are a few instances that definitely have changed in the past few decades like she does not want to reach out when her grandparents say something offended offensive or something she doesn't like and she's got her own cell phone so if they text her with some kind of discussion or they're on the phone having some kind of discussion and she doesn't like it she red buttons or she goes. And oh my gosh, I can't imagine doing that to my grandparents. Like, let alone my mother, but like grandma, you just said, I'm not taking that from you because you took it. Grandma had age, grandma had wisdom, and it didn't matter if you were never going to agree with grandma, you gave her the respect of listening. But... What about self-respect, right? So if we're trying to say we should be programming as we learn, we should try to reprogram our parents, right? That's where that comes in. So you're mad because she red-buttoned you. 
Well, she didn't like what you said. She took it offensively. You continue to argue with her. Her conversation was done. She ended the conversation on her terms by hanging up the phone. Were there better ways to handle that? Yes, absolutely. But her message was that she was conveying, I'm not having this conversation with you and you still think that you're going to win and make me talk about it. So I'm walking away. And the only thing that she could do was red button. Same with the texting. So you ask a bunch of text message uh, questions by a text message. And the response was one word. Yep. Nope. IDK. Okay. So as a grandparent, maybe you're thinking, gosh, I'm their grandma. They should be telling me what's going on and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I would want to, too. If it would, if the Lord above blesses me to be a grandma, I can only pray that I could be a quarter of what my grandmother was. But truth is, maybe they are your least favorite person because of something that you didn't apologize for or you're still stuck in your ways about. And so if the child has said, I don't want to talk about it. And they keep hearing why, why, what's wrong, what's going on. They've set that up. That's their boundary. So now ghosting you is saying, look, I tried to explain to you. I did not want to speak to you. And now you have given me no other option besides you get your way. Or I have to sit and listen to something I don't agree with. It's interesting because me, what, what can I do? So I, one of the ground rules that I set was you can't block me on your cell phone. I pay the bills. You cannot block me. I can look at anything that's on your cell phone at any time. I don't, but I, I, I claimed that right when I bought the phone. And those were pretty much the guidelines that I set up. You can't block me and I can look at your phone at any time. And my daughter, when I text her or I am trying to fish for information, for lack of a better words, she will just say, I don't want to talk right now. Because she's trying to communicate that when I say, okay, when you're ready, I'm here. It doesn't have to be by text. We can go get coffee, whatever, whatever the fake coffee stuff that she drinks. But what I'm saying is that you have to kind of establish these things. There's not a rule book. And If I don't allow for some wiggle room, then I also don't get any of that wiggle room as a a screw-up parent, right? So I can't say, I'm sorry, 
this was, I, I thought it was going to happen this way, but it didn't. And expect you to just say, all right, mom, I get it. Because you're going to hold a grudge. Now, if we both are on the same page in forgiveness, talking, cooling down, those types of things, then we can, the boundary was broken. I needed you to do this. It didn't happen. When you're ready to talk about it, let's talk about it and then be done. I wonder if we would have had some of these things established as teenager and mom or teenager and dad, maybe we would have been better communicators in high school, college, and in relationships. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there because there's a lot of work that goes into trying to communicate with my 13-year-old. And when I watch like TV shows or I read like garbage stuff on Facebook, it's it there there's a huge spectrum. I'm not doing that or I'm her friend or this or that. And I don't know where I'm at right now. I don't. Some people are like, "Oh, no, you can't say your your daughter's friend." Really? Why not? She don't have a lot of friends. I should be one. Then other people are like, oh, she won't respect you if she's your friend. Well, no, I want her to respect herself and I want her to see me respect myself and then our relationship will be built around respect rather than this old school idea of I'm the grown up, you respect me, done. Hmm. Okay. Especially when we got so many grown ups in this world now, let's just be real, that do some really crazy stuff, right? So that goes back to the reprogramming. You, you did it. You did it wrong. There's a better way. Let's reprogram. So when... Uh, that, that's probably why I don't even share a lot of parenting a teen. Because I think people would be calling me out and be... And, and thinking, you know, you said last time you were trying to do this, this, and this, and then you didn't stick to it. Well, it didn't work, right? So, or there's a better way. So we keep developing all these different iPhones. It's not because the iPhone 11 didn't work. It's because there were things that could make it better. And maybe I set a boundary, but I changed it. Or maybe I set a consequence, but I modified it because it only worked for one type of personality or one relationship. And so that leads me to the question of what you think about boundaries. Are they necessary? Can they be flexible? Are they more effective when they're flexible? And at what point does the loosening up of the boundary become letting go? Because our job, if, and I might be wrong, so I, I'm always open to hearing whatever anybody has to say, our job is to guide. Our job is to teach. Our job is not to control. When little babies learn how to crawl, we don't sit there and move their legs up and down, up and down, and their arms up and down, up and down. 
They might see us on the floor crawling a little bit. But usually once they start doing it, what do we say? You got it. You got Oh, look at you go. Yeah. So what would be wrong with instead of always trying to control, dangling and cheering on? I don't know. I don't know. It might blow up in my face. We'll find out. You know, I... I know that once I finish getting Madeline through this stage, uh, it's it's going to be on. And I'm going to have to rewrite the whole script. But that's all right. Because I don't think that there's anything wrong with reprogramming ourselves at the same time. I think that, that would make our world a whole much much better place thanks for listening tune back in